this is Nikdha from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday the 25th of March. In case you're wondering why my voice sounds weird, well, we at News Laundry are recording our podcast from home as much as possible. Today India began the first day of its 21 day nationwide lockdown that was announced by the Prime Minister in his live video last night. The UN expressed its solidarity in support of Modi's decision. The World Health Organization representative to India too described India's response to the escalating health crisis as comprehensive and robust. The health ministry has so far confirmed 562 coronavirus cases and said that 512 out of these are active cases. Fresh cases were reported from Maharashtra, Madhya Pradesh, Gujarat, Bihar and Mizoram. One person died of the novel coronavirus infection in Tamil Nadu taking India's death toll from COVID-19 to 10. Union Minister Prakash Jawrekar has announced that 80 crore people below poverty line across the country will be given wheat at 2 rupees a kilo and rice at 3 rupees a kilo for the next 3 months. He said contractual laborers will be given their salaries too. The Ministry of Home Affairs has postponed the first phase of census 2021 and the updation of the National Population Register until further orders. The census exercise was scheduled to be carried out from April 1st to September 30th. The government has also banned the export of anti-malarial drug hydroxychloroquine with immediate effect to ensure sufficient availability of the medicine in the domestic market. The Indian Council of Medical Research or ICMR in a study has warned that community transmission of COVID-19 cases may take anywhere from 20 days to a few months to be visible and every infected Indian will pass on the virus to 1.5 persons in the best case scenario and 4 persons in the worst case scenario. So folks, please stay at home. It boils down to every single individual and we can together break the chain. Dr. Raman Ganga Khedkar of the ICMR and also one of the authors of the paper said that the main purpose of the paper was not to look at how many cases would occur but what methods will work. He said that the conclusion was that social distancing will be instrumental in flattening the curve which could help the healthcare system to deal with the influx of patients. The center reversed the coronavirus positive status of one person who had died in Delhi yesterday to negative. Delhi's health minister Satendra Jain announced that permission has been granted to all manufacturers of drugs and cosmetics in the national capital to manufacture ethanol-based hand sanitizers till June 30th. Delhi police public relations officer MS Randhawa said that passes have been issued for e-commerce websites. He assured that their delivery agents will be helped by the police. A platform for e-commerce websites where delivery agents can share with Delhi police the problems they are facing has also been set up. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal urged people not to panic saying all essential services including shops will be open. He said those providing essential services who don't have identity cards will be given e-passes. Meanwhile, Lieutenant Governor Anil Bejal said that the state level disaster management committee will monitor the working of those engaged in providing essential services. With three more cases reported yesterday, Jammu and Kashmir's tally has climbed to 7 while five cases have been recorded in Uttarakhand. The number of confirmed cases in Bihar has risen to 4 with two new cases. Poll strategist and former Janata Dal United leader Prashant Kishore called out Bihar Chief Minister Nitish Kumar today for abandoning hundreds of poor people from Bihar trapped in Delhi and other parts of the country amid a nationwide lockdown to halt the spread of the virus. 
In his tweet, Kishore, who was expelled from the JDU in January after openly criticizing Nitish Kumar over the controversial citizenship law, pointed out that governments all over the world were trying to help their people while Bihar residents had been trapped because of Nitish Kumar. In Uttar Pradesh, the government announced an additional 50 crore rupee allocation for the state health department to tackle the coronavirus epidemic. Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath, meanwhile, not long after Prime Minister's urgent appeal to stay at home, shifted the famous Ram Lalla idol to a temporary structure near Manas Bhavan in Ram Janmabhoomi premises. He also presented a cheque of 11 lakh rupees for the construction of the temple. Uttar Pradesh has a total of 36 positive cases, including a foreign national. A 33-year-old resident of Pilbhit tested positive for coronavirus today. Lucknow's King George Medical University said that the patient had no travel history and is a confirmed case of contact transmission. The COVID-19 count in Maharashtra has climbed to 116 with nine fresh cases reported today. A 65-year-old coronavirus patient had died in Mumbai yesterday, taking the death toll to three in the city. The state, with 107 cases, has so far accounted for the second highest number of coronavirus infections in the country. The highest number of infections are in Kerala with 105 cases. Six persons admitted in different hospitals in Madhya Pradesh, mainly Indore, have tested positive for the virus. The total number of COVID-19 cases in Madhya Pradesh has gone up to 15. In West Bengal, Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee has said that the administration must ensure that there is no scarcity of food. She said all police stations will take responsibility to deliver food at doorsteps and it will be monitored by the district magistrates and police superintendents. Two more people with a recent history of foreign travel tested positive for coronavirus in West Bengal yesterday, taking the number of such cases in the state to eight. Oh, and by the way, in a totally weird incident in Kolkata's Salt Lake today, a woman who got into a fight with cops deployed on the road went ahead and licked one of the policemen. Listeners, we all know this lockdown is tough and dealing with authorities who are in charge of ensuring the lockdown might be taxing. But please do not go and lick anyone. In the northeast, after Manipur, a Mizoram resident has now tested positive for COVID-19. The patient is now admitted at Zoram Medical College. Gujarat's Principal Health Secretary Jayanti Ravi said three positive cases have been reported in the state, taking the total number to 38. She also said that FIR has been registered against 147 people for breaking home quarantine. Cases in Rajasthan have increased to 32, including two foreigners. Karnataka has recorded 41 cases of coronavirus patients and Telangana has seen 39 patients. Telangana's Chief Minister K. Chandrasekhar Rao took a step further yesterday and declared shoot-at-sight orders will be issued if people violate lockdown restrictions. Andhra Pradesh has seven cases. In Tamil Nadu, five more people tested positive for coronavirus. Of the five, four are nationals of Indonesia and one is a travel guide from Chennai. The total number of infected people in the state is now 23. The courts across Tamil Nadu will remain shut for three weeks following the lockdown. The Tamil Nadu chief minister has also asked the school education department to promote all class 1 to 9 students as exams cannot be held. Moving on to some global updates on the pandemic. Spain now has more coronavirus deaths than China. The country has recorded 3,434 deaths from coronavirus, making it the country with the second highest death toll in the world. That is an increase of over 27% on Tuesday's figures. 
The country now has 47,610 cases in total. A top Spanish health official said on Wednesday that he expects the number of COVID-19 cases to continue increasing in the coming days, despite having said earlier this week that he expected infections to peak soon. In China, where the outbreak began, 3,281 people have died, according to its National Health Commission. Chinese Premier Li Keqiang has warned local officials not to hide new coronavirus cases after the country reported several days of no locally transmitted infections in a major turnaround in its fight against the deadly pandemic. Italy, which has the most deaths anywhere, now has more confirmed cases than Hubei province, the pandemic's original epicenter in China. The country's death toll is now at 6,820, according to figures from John Hopkins University. Rome announced strict new punishments to try and clamp down on the outbreak, including possible jail time for people who have the virus and violate the quarantine. The German parliament is debating a financial aid package to help combat the virus. The package would be around 750 billion euros and is expected to be ratified quickly, according to Chancellor Angela Merkel. Senior German Conservative leader in Merkel's CDU party said today that this will probably not be the last aid package that they agree upon. Earlier this week, Merkel had hailed the emergency aid package as unprecedented. Germany's Federal Council is set to approve the emergency aid package on Friday. The French government's scientific advisers have recommended a total of six weeks lockdown. France is currently carrying out 9,000 tests for the virus every day. The country's health authority has said that this will be increased by an additional 10,000 by the end of this week. Meanwhile, Prince Charles has tested positive for coronavirus and is displaying mild symptoms. But otherwise, he remains in good health, according to Clarence House, the royal residence. Prince Charles, the next in line to the throne, is 71 years old, making him a member of those at-risk groups who have been encouraged by the government to completely self-isolate for 12 weeks. A Clarence House spokesperson said that the Duchess of Cornwall has also been tested but does not have the virus. There are now more than 8,000 confirmed cases of coronavirus in the UK, although the true number is likely to be far higher. Some 422 of those patients have died. The latest efforts to beef up the NHS include a huge makeshift field hospital in East London, capable of treating 4,000 patients. Retired medics have also answered the call for reinforcements. There are at least 53,204 cases of the novel coronavirus in the United States and 709 people have died, according to CNN's health tally of US cases. 12 states are reporting no deaths. The total includes cases from all 50 states, the District of Columbia and other US territories, as well as the repatriated cases. The White House and Senate leaders of both major political parties announced an agreement on a $2 trillion emergency bill to help businesses, workers and healthcare system hit by the pandemic. The US president, meanwhile, continues to live in his little bubble. Trump told a press briefing that he was beginning to see light at the end of the tunnel and he hoped that the US would shake off coronavirus by Easter. This is after the World Health Organization warned that US has the potential to become the new epicenter of the pandemic. A major crackdown on travel and imposition of social distancing measures are to be introduced in Iran in the next 24 hours. Iran has reported 2,206 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, raising the total number of positive cases in the country to 27,017.
The country has also announced 143 deaths in the same period, raising the total number of deaths in the country to 2077. Coronavirus has now affected more than 190 countries worldwide with 436,024 cases. The number of deaths due to the deadly virus has risen to 19,630 as of now. Dear listeners, times are tough. If all of us take maximum precaution, we can flatten the curve, meaning slow down the spread of this godforsaken virus. As Asaf Bitten, a healthcare worker, rightly pointed out, it is about doing as much as you possibly can and contributing your own personal discomfort or inconvenience to protect yourself and to protect others. All of us at News Laundry are working from home as much as possible. Social distancing has proved to be an effective step in combating the spread of this ghastly virus. To understand how and why it works, do read Meghnad's piece titled "Social Distancing Explained for Immunity Freaks and Runaway Human Virus Vehicles." You might also want to read Ayan's article on the importance of community participation. It is titled "Attacks on Journalists, Migrant Workers Struggling to Go Home: India's Lockdown is Taking a Toll." Ayush has also written a fascinating piece about how information policing and nationalist propaganda worsened the Spanish flu pandemic a century ago. We also have a bunch of other articles on the pandemic. Do check them out and stay more informed. Also, we at News Laundry are working very hard to keep you updated with all you need to know. If you think we are doing a good job, please do consider subscribing. News Laundry is a hundred percent ad-free news platform. We solely depend on our readers and viewers to keep us afloat. Because when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. But when the public pays, the public is served. Now for some non-coronavirus news. A sexual blackmail ring that operated on the Telegram app and targeted dozens of women, including underage girls, has rocked South Korea and triggered demands for authorities to crack down on the rising number of sexual offences online. Police on Wednesday took the unusual step of naming the man who allegedly ran an online network that lured at least 58 women and 16 girls into what authorities called virtual enslavement by blackmailing them into sending degrading and in some cases violent sexual images of themselves. Cho Joo Bin faces charges of violating the Child Protection Act, the Privacy Act, and the Sexual Abuse Act, as well as abuse, threats, and coercion, after he was identified as the blackmail ring's leader. Cho allegedly approached women seeking part-time jobs and offered them payment in return for nude photographs. He then allegedly threatened to reveal the women's identities unless they sent clips of themselves performing sexual acts, including those involving violence. Some were forced to carve out the word "slave" on their bodies and pose in a way that would prove to chatroom users that they belonged to Cho, according to reports. The victims included 16 girls of middle school age. Just a day after the U.S. announced to cut its aid to Afghanistan by one billion dollars, at least 11 people were killed when unidentified suicide bombers and gunmen attacked a gurdwara in the Afghani capital. The attack, which took place in the Shor Bazar area of Kabul, triggered a military confrontation between the security forces and the attackers, with the Afghan special forces blocking off the area to avoid more casualties. Narendra Singh Khalsa, a member of the parliament in Afghanistan, said up to 200 people were trapped inside the gurdwara at the time of the attack. Six, who number fewer than 300 families in the country, have suffered widespread discrimination and have also been targeted by armed groups. 
In 2018, a suicide bombing targeting the Sikh community and claimed by ISIL killed more than a dozen people in the eastern city of Jalalabad. Under the Taliban rule in the late 1990s, Sikhs were asked to identify themselves by wearing yellow armbands, but the rule was not enforced. In recent years, large numbers of Sikhs and Hindus have sought asylum in India. India has condemned the attack on the Gurudwara, saying that the cowardly incident that has happened at a time when the world is struggling to combat the coronavirus pandemic shows the diabolical mindset of its perpetrators. Dear listeners, if you happen to work in the fields of microbiology, virology or epidemiology, we would love to get in touch with you regarding an upcoming news laundry podcast on coronavirus. If you are interested, please write to me at snigdha, S-N-I-G-D-H-A, at newslaundry.com. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. And don't forget to wash your hands and do not touch your face. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.